All right, you guys, that song right there was Day by Day, written by and produced by yours truly. If you would like to, um, if you like the song, um, please support, stream, purchase. I'm available on iTunes, Apple Music, Tidal, Spotify, all the streaming services. So please stream, support. If you enjoyed that, I have more music coming on the way. For those of y'all who do not follow me on social media, first of all, you should. (laughs) But if you don't, um, I'm taking a little hiatus. I'm trying to get things fine-tuned. I do have a service I use now, and I'm trying to get this nice, very nice microphone. And um, I'll be back making music very shortly. The spring break is is going down. <laughs> so nonetheless, moving on from that, I apologize. The last few episodes I've been posting have not been working out. It's something going on with the audio. I, I don't know what it is. So I'm going to try to do this through my phone this time and see how it works. So this episode is going to be done through my phone. I already did a sound check. It sounds fine. So let's jump right into it. Part two of the grapevine um, discussing is Bruno Mars, a cultural appropriator. And I also apologize for the fact that um, I I didn't get back to this episode quick enough. (laughs) But nonetheless, it's just in between work and school and everything. And then the fact that Anchor was not working, like I would post the episode I would post it on social media that is up now, and then it wouldn't work. So it, it it was embarrassing. It was annoying. It was a mixture of emotions. But nonetheless, and y'all know I don't like emotions. <laughs> but nonetheless, let's get right into it. Okay. So the first episode, or the first part one of the episode where I talked about the grapevine, I just went off of what Miss um, Lovely T and a couple other YouTubers, I watched their videos surrounding the situation. Excuse me. So this part two is me actually, I've watched the whole thing. Now, I watched part one of their um their discussion. I could not watch part two because I was so disappointed and disgusted in the fact that at the end, they almost literally got into a fight. Like, you play, and you know, I'm not that person that believes in playing, like, playing into stereotypes, I don't really care about that as a black man. You know, if I get angry, I'm angry. It doesn't matter that I'm angry. It doesn't have nothing to do with the fact that I'm a black man. I'm just angry. If I do get angry, which I rarely do, I get irritated, you know, and sometimes I, I look at people like, what the fuck? But I mean, but nonetheless, um, if you're going to be a panel of woke, uh, quote unquote, woke black folks, you should be able to keep your emotions in check. This is a debate. And I do realize that that's one thing that we suck at as black people. We suck at debating. It always got to go into some yo mama shit. Fuck you, nigga. It always got to go into some shit like that. Or we can take it outside if you want to. Or let's fight. Like, we need to work on that as a whole. But nonetheless... So that's why I could not watch the part two. And I was dis- I was disappointed at it. I was very disappointed. I was embarrassed for them. Or uh, embarrassed as a black man. The fact that y'all are on this pro- podium. Or y'all are on this. Um, not podium. Y'all are on this. Um, what the hell is the word I'm looking for? Platform. There we go. Y'all are on this platform. And you can't keep your shit in check. Over a simple topic. You know. Or, or um, over a simple discussion. You know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, going back into it, so these are just some points that I highlighted. So the bake a cake girl, honestly, she the one that said if Bruno Mars died, she would bake a cake. She comes off as bitter for me. And she's also wrong for blaming Bruno Mars for his ambiguity, get him, getting him places. Now, it is true. If you're racially ambiguous, it can get you places. You can't blame the oppressed 
for the actions of the oppressors. And I've talked about this before on YouTube and on Anchor or on YouTube when I was on there and on on um, these podcasts, Anchor, iTunes, whatever. Um, you can't blame Cardi B for the fact that because she's light skinned, she can sit here and say all this stuff. She can sit there and not say it. It's not going to make her dark skin overnight. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and that is something that I pointed out too. She gets away with a lot of what she says because she is light skinned. That's true. But at the end of the day, that's not her fault. It is the fault of white people in the system that they put in place years, years ago, long ago. So getting mad at a Cardi B or a Bruno Mars for the fact that they're racially ambiguous and that allows them to have other doors open in life. They still black at it. Well, I mean, he Bruno Mars, he he. he he black somewhere down the line to me, but um, Cardi B is definitely black. She's definitely definitely has African ancestry. But with that being said, you know they still black at the end of the day, so they don't get that much more privileged than your ass. You know what I'm saying? But um, so I get where people are coming from with that, but you cannot blame them. We are all oppressed in the system of white supremacy and colorism. Not just dark-skinned people. Everybody is. Because that was put in place for us to butt heads and for us to combat each other instead of going at they asses. And when you get on to a Bruno Mars or Cardi B for that or try to come at them for that, that is you are doing exactly what that system was inset and put it put in place to do. Um, so with that being said, moving on, the whole Grammy nod thing is a tired, it's a tiresome talk to me. Um, like, I, 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 it's just, it's so annoying to talk about Grammy because I remember one of them brought up, um, something about Prince never won or was it, I think Prince, he never won one top, one area, um, and Bruno did. And somebody came back and said, let's not act like Prince hasn't won other Grammys though. You know what I'm saying? And one of them, the, um, it was the Baker Cake girl. She did point this out, um, the urban contemporary is where we win, though. Beyonce, um, that's where they place Beyonce, Jay-Z, the Rihannas, the Chris Browns. They're not going to place Bruno Mars in the urban contemporary. And she basically summed it up to, that's the nigga section. The, um, that's, the nigga, that's the nigga section right there. That's what she said. I think she said nigger to put extra emphasis on it. But she said that's basically what that is, the urban contemporary. What the fuck is urban contemporary? I can see where she's coming from with there, but... Like I said, that's another problem we have. Stop trying to ask for white acceptance. Don't worry about the Grammys. Like me personally, let's say if this music were to take off, you know, I would appreciate a Grammy nod. It doesn't mean I'm going to sit here and, you know, oh, well, nominate me, vote for me. Da, da, da. You know what I'm saying? I, I just I'm not into that type of, you know, the recognition is good. The recognition is great. You know, Rhapsody, she got recognized for her stuff, you know, with her recent Grammy nod. But, I mean, most artists are okay with the nod. That's okay. Are, are okay with the just the nod, except the, the notoriety, you know, uh, from being nominated. All that other stuff, it really, it doesn't matter. You know, you, it's a trophy at the end of the day. And it ain't even no trophy made out of, it ain't made of no diamonds or nothing. What y'all tripping for? Like, <laughs> now if it was made of some diamonds, you know, because <laughs> diamonds is a nigga best friend too, you know. <laughs> Let me stop though. You know, um, moving on from there, you have to understand that we are responsible for this too. When we decided, our black asses decide, or when we decide not to buy or purchase music, you leave 
the you leave it up to white people because they'll buy music, they'll pay for music. You leave it up to white people, every white friend, I white people, and up to the media who is in favor of white people. You leave it up to those two people to decide who is popping as a mainstream rapper, da da da, this and the other. And it can't nobody tell me um, otherwise. Any white person that I've come into contact with, if I have seen their phone, if I have seen their music section, they buy music. They buy music. The other day, my friend showed me his music. Uh, my friend, Jareth, he scrolls, 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 scrolls. Like, they buy, they purchase music. You know what I'm saying? So, when you leave it up to white people that, yeah, you're going to get a little pump or a little... Yachty or Lil Uzi. We don't buy their music just because they black. That don't mean black people buy them. You know, y'all probably watch their Breakfast Club interviews, but we don't purchase that shit. That's white people who like that shit. Which is ironic because white men will tell you hip-hop is what's wrong with these kids nowadays. Um, Yeah, your kids, because you're the one, then your kid's the one who listens to this shit. But, um, you know, um... And we also, um, six, like, you know, that, so that's why we had, and then, you know, with the whole, um, that's why you have a, you know, a little, yeah, a little pump, you know, a little, all that shit, you know, recently I had a talk with my mom and I was like, it's a conflicting matter for me. Remy Ma hopped on a remix of the Gucci Gang song. And while I liked her verse, she killed it. You kind of co-sign little pump when you're doing that. And she said, from her from her point of view, it was a business move. You know, it's the same way Little Kim said she would still do a song with Nicki Minaj. Um, it would have to be for the right price, though. You know, and so um, I felt that that like that's a little different of a situation. That's a little different situation in and of itself. You know, but to me, if you hop on a song with somebody, you're aligning your artistry with them. So, in my opinion, as a musician. You know, that is a that is a cosign to me. Even though there are nine people on that song, it's like a mega mix song. It wasn't like she and him went into the studio and personally did something together. You know what I'm saying? As for who reached out to who, I don't know. I'm assuming he reached out to her since it was a um since it was a um his song, you know what I'm saying? But then again, I'm not surprised because she's, you know, she's her group is Terror Squad, which is Fat Joe and Big Pun. I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure Big Pun is not black. Um, I know Fat Joe is not black, you know, but they're black. They use the N word. So I'm not really surprised that she co-signed Little Pun. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm pretty sure he used the N word in his music, too. Um, and that's not the main issue I have with Little Pump. I want to make that clear. Um, because there's plenty of other issues to have with a little pump or any of these rappers, you know, but that's why you have all these ignorant ass, you know, six tech nines talking about uh, whatever his name is, talking about he better than Tupac and why he's the best and this, that, and the other. Well, when you leave the power of who buys the music up to um, people who have no taste, you're going to get tasteless trash. You know what I'm saying? And, um... We just, we become too accepting as a people, you know, whereas people are jumping on Bruno Mars, you know, like I said, I look at, you know, the Fat Joe situation, you know, um, the situation, um, I just recently had to talk to my neighbor about Mariah Lynn and her use of the word nigga. And I was like, I wonder if she's ever had been questioned about it because Veronica Vega on Love Hip Hop Miami got questioned about it. 
Um, and I seen Mariah Lynn on stage and, you know, they bleep out the word, but you could tell when she's saying the N word, she said it on the stage, a whole stage full of black people. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, how is that that they're jumping on Veronica Vega? Um, who at least she didn't claim this African grandmother. Now, I ain't seen this African grandmother yet, and she could have been an African grandmother that was raped into the family. <laughs> so a forced grandmother. Uh, but Mariah Lynn sitting over here, white, blanche, same situation as Veronica Vega, and she got blue eyes. She didn't say the N-word number countless of times. Ain't nobody on the stage to question it, none of that. So I'm like, I wonder if I got to, let me look this up. I looked it up, and it was one interview and she had a black guy with her. I don't know if she was, he was her manager or whatever, her representative. And when she was, when they asked her about it, he, the black guy, she didn't even had to say nothing. His ass stood up and said, but she's Hispanic though. Bruh, bruh, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. That's why I think I'm going to do this episode coming up next. I think I'm going to have an episode coming up next with my neighbor. She is Haitian and she's, um, or she's Haitian American, but she's Haitian first. And she, um... She can explain better than, you know, better than me why the use of the N-words from white Hispanics and Hispanics in general shouldn't always be. It's something that is ignorant to be let loosely used around or for for us to allow them to or not allow, but, you know, to encourage them to use it. You know what I'm saying? Why is this? It's not something we should do. It'll be a very interesting and informative episode. I want to try to get to that quickly. We just have so many. We have busy schedules. She's trying to do stuff, and I um I got stuff popping too. So, but we gonna get together for the episode soon enough. Um, let's see. Moving on, the guy who brings up appreciation in the um on the platform, he's more so who I lean towards. Um, he doesn't think I don't get the vibe that Bruno Mars is an appropriator. Now, the the Baker Cake girl said that he literally may change five words in a song. You make it. And she she's saying he's not creative. This, that, and the other. She like I said, she comes from a bitter standpoint, but I don't know him like that to judge him. But from what I get, Bruno Mars comes off as an appreciator. You know, that's just the vibe that I get from him. So, um. And like, you know, I want to point out one point, y'all blaming Bruno, but what about all this blue eyed soul? You know what I'm saying? It's funny how we'll jump on somebody who at least looks like us, who at the least looks like us could look black. But y'all sat here and y'all supported Justin Timberlake all day long. Y'all supported Adele's ass all day long. Y'all supported John B ass. You know what I'm saying? So you can't pick and choose who you want to call out and who you don't especially when Bruno looks like Bruno could be my damn cousin like he does not he's not that light and pigment you know what i'm saying for for this conversation to just spread out of nowhere you know what i'm saying and another thing like i was saying earlier we don't put in the effort and or support the good shit we don't we don't put in the effort to support the good shit like i said we're not buying stuff we're not you know i feel like one and I put this pointed this out before in um a previous video. We all missed the mark. Well, I mean I didn't because I bought it and retweeted, supported it. <laughs> but I feel like um we should have came together very we should have came hard when Lil' Kim and Remy Ma did the Wake Me Up song. I feel like hopefully when if they do the remix where Kim is rapping on it, maybe that one will get a lot more exposure. 
But that was two moments. That was a moment where two females was on the track, bigging each other up, you know. So it's certain moments in hip hop and R&B and all the music. Well, we made all the music, but the music that we pretty much reside in right now, where we, we can capitalize and help each other capitalize off of. And we do not do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So when you fall back and you just, oh, well, let me just listen to it. You know, granted, streaming streaming does help. You get about um, coming from me from an artist standpoint. I haven't. Um, the check comes next month, I believe. So um, I'll be able to tell you all how that goes. But streaming versus, I know, purchasing, um, it depends on who you're streaming with. Like, if you're streaming Spotify, well, you, you ain't really helping shit. If you're streaming Tidal or Apple Music, or if you're streaming the purchased download of the um, iTunes song that you um, purchased, that all is about $0.90, cents, uh, $0.70 cents per stream. So that's a very good, you, that's a good, you know, investment, um, better going down the line. I know some people that have money for Tidal, but I mean, Apple Music is four ninety. It's It's way cheaper, but you're still helping your artists get about the same money that Tidal is. So that those are some good um, streaming services, you know what I'm saying? But you know, not even against that. You know, the power of social media is it's it's a powerful thing. You know what I'm saying? Retweet stuff if you like it. Share stuff if you like it. You know what I'm saying? Help get the good people out there instead of just you know because you silently listen to them. Yeah, you helping them, but you helping them in private. Help them, you know, get their fan base up. Do this. You know what I'm saying? So um, when we put in that effort and support good shit, we will see less little pumps. We will see less little, um, fuck all these little, fuck all of them. They all trash. <laughs> um, you know, and I feel like uh, with appropriation, it's an action of malice. I just don't get that vibe from Bruno Mars. I don't get that vibe of malice from him. You know what I'm saying? I don't get that he has any ill will when he's recreating black music. And really and truly, if you want to get technical, like I said earlier, all music is black music. So are we going to get on to Nirvana and the Beastie Boys and all that? Because all of that, we did all that shit first. You know, it just so happens that they ass took over everything that was, wasn't hip hop. And R and B, and that's because and soul, and that's because all the other music, pop music, you don't have to have soul in your voice for pop music. You don't have to have rhythm for rock music or any of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? With rap, R and B, and soul, you need rhythm and stuff. They ain't got that. They don't have that rhythm. They don't have that soul. Um, y'all see them dance, <laughs> and that's and then some and some of well some of them do. That's when you get into that blue eyed soul shit. But other than that, you know they can't do that. So, um, like I said, um, hold on to the shit that we do got, you know what I'm saying? And if you're going to call out him, call out everybody else ass, you know what I'm saying? It just gets to be a bit too much. One of the, and then one of them was talking about Bruno closing the door, um, closing the door to, uh, I don't know what the fuck she, she was saying something about like ambiguous people profiting off of our black music and I'm like does he really have that power like I mean I'm not under I'm not understanding what that person was talking about I was not you know and then the guy who brought up Elvis being um Elvis being uh uh Bruno Mars's influence 
uh, biggest influencer. I don't feel that was fair of him to bring that up and then to clown him because nobody knew until of recent or maybe people that who were tuned in to Chuck, um, Chuck, if um, I'm sorry, I'm tripping over my words. People who were tuned in to Chuck like that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, his name is Barry Chuck. That's the, uh, per- that's the person who Elvis personally stole pretty much everything from or stole from whatever. He stole some piece of music from him. I remember seeing on an episode of, um, Hidden Colors and they talked about it. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, his name was Barry Chuck. I think he just passed away like maybe like last year, possibly if I'm wrong, don't kill me. But, um, some like, I mean, Basically, his mu- he, he was influenced by black music. It was just stolen from Elvis. You know what I'm saying? I don't think it was fair to judge him on that because Elvis ain't Elvis, you know? So at the end of the day, really, he was influenced by black music. It was just, he just, he may not have known that. You know what I'm saying? He's not uh, Bruno Mars, although he probably has African heritage somewhere down the line, our ancestry down the line. He's not black, so he doesn't have to be woke. You know, he he may not know about um that whole situation. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, um, if we're going to jump on Bruno, you need to jump on Adele and you need to jump on Sam Smith, who his ass just came out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? Because it's amazing when they can do what we can do and then they can slap themselves, uh, slap a name on it. You know what I'm saying? Or, or slap something else new on it and act like it's brand new. You know what I'm saying? At least Bruno looks like us. Like, y'all acting like he don't look like a nigga. He look like a nigga. Like, I'm not understanding the sudden frustration with him. You know what I'm saying? And then there was one guy who said, if you walking around saying, nigga, you black. And I don't know what he was getting at, because I don't think Bruno's ever said that. I don't, I don't, I listened. And, um... I, I I still didn't understand by the time he was finished what he was saying. Because you know that caused an uproar. And then when they calmed down, he explained further and I still didn't get it. Um, now, when I researched Puerto Rican racial makeup, um, 8% came out to be black. Um, the rest, I can't remember. But 8% did come out to be black. And like my neighbor said, um, she has an issue with certain Hispanics trying to claim black when they want to just use the N-word, which they may be black, but they don't actually, they're not going to tell you they're Afro-Latin. They're just going to claim black and keep it moving. Uh, claim back when they want to say the N-word. You know what I'm saying? But he comes, I'm very logical when it comes to like race and stuff. If you can prove to me you mix, or if you can, like Halsey, as soon as Halsey said, um, as soon as I looked up her earlier pictures and she let it be known that she is biracial, she's a white passing black woman. That's how she sees herself. As soon as I seen that her dad was black and her mom was white or the other way where I can't remember which way it was. As soon as I seen that, I don't have no problem with Halsey getting braids in her hair. I don't have a no problem with her doing it. She just got lighter up. Um, she lightened up as she grew up. That's it. You know what I'm saying? As soon as you can logically prove to me that you have somewhat blackness, you know, I mean, granted, Halsey doesn't make music that really needs the N-word. But if she decides that she has a mess, I don't know, maybe she has a breast, messy breakup with G-Eazy or I would it would be better if she got with a black guy and then had a messy breakup because G-Eazy's not a nigga. So her saying that in a song wouldn't really make sense. Um, I don't believe in calling white people niggas. It's just weird. Plus, then you give them the chance to call you it back. So nonetheless... Um, if she get into a relationship, hell, I don't know, uh, somebody black, and then she decided to make a song, and she tell me some fuck that nigga, whatever she want to sing, you know, she black, she's part black, she's mixed, 
You know what I'm saying? So as soon as you show me that you have some of that racial makeup, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and keep badgering you because I'm not a one drop person. I'm not going to sit here and, well, you're not black enough. Ain't nobody got time for that. As soon as you show it, you good. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I researched Puerto Rican, which is partly what um, Bruno Mars is, it was 8% black. Now, he wouldn't be a full 8% because I think he's also, both of his parents are mixed. So I don't know how that comes off. Uh, how that comes out, you know, um, but I'm not going to stand over him with a 23andMe um, DNA test and demand that he take it because I'm not begging for people to own that they're black. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, that's his personal business, you know, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, I just I overall, I'm, I'm so tired of this. I'm tired of black people doing this. Like there's other things to be worried about. If you want to talk about a white person then that's cool. But of all people, we're going to talk about Bruno, who looked like he could be black. Like, it's it's kind of, it's just kind of getting tired. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the full layout of Bruno's career. So I don't know if he really is somebody who just takes off original styles or bites from black people music, doesn't do nothing with it and calls it a remake. I don't know if he's really, if he really does that, you know, um, did I feel some type of way listening to the finesse song? Yes. I wish that, you know, that we could have made that song instead. But I'm looking at the game right now. You got Cardi B. You got Remy Ma. You got Rhapsody. We got a couple females um, that's, you know, popping and doing their thing. You know, you got Lil' Kim. But when you go to the guys, like I said in my previous podcast, you know, once you look over to the guys, you know what I'm saying? All of our music is so sexualized, you know, I can't see us making a finesse, you know what I'm saying? So what I would like to see black people make a finesse, um, making finesse versus, you know, Cardi B, even though she is black, you know, she's um, Cardi B, Dominican and Bruno Mars, whatever he is, you know, would I ever like to see that? Yes. Did I feel some type of way watching it? Yes, but it's a good song. And at the end of the day, like I said, until we learn to support our own music and us black artists learn to stop over-sexualizing our R&B and shit, we can't be mad when Bruno comes along with his music that can be played all anywhere. You know, some of it's not accepted, not some, or some of it, his music is most of his music is accepted, not so much because he's racially ambiguous, but because it's appropriate. You can play it out loud. I think that's a big factor that people are missing out on, um, myself included, because I didn't even I didn't write that down. You know, I know I, I know I take notes. I tell you, all I take notes when I do interviews. Stuff. I didn't write that down on this paper. I just thought about that now. A big part of why music Bruno is accepted is because his music is clean. You know, even if he's talking about sex, you know, it's knocking all, uh, knocking boots. You know, it's something that you can play around the whole family. You know what I'm saying? Because once you start over-sexualizing things, okay, well, now kids can't listen to it. And now, you know, teens, well, well they can listen to it. They shouldn't. But now you're cutting off parts of your demographic. You know what I'm saying? One thing with Bruno, he he doesn't do that with a lot of his music. You know, he doesn't have all a lot of scandalous music. You know what I'm saying? So that's something to think about, too. It may not be the fact that he's racially ambiguous that um allows him to profit. It's just the fact that his music is clean. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But, you know, to sum up this podcast, I really don't know how to feel. You know, um, it when you get into ambiguity, racial ambiguity and stuff, it just it, it can it can be a deep mud hole. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like I said, um, 
it doesn't come off to me with malice. So I wouldn't I, I would call it appreciation versus appropriation. Now, should I do further on studies on him or if I see him, you know, a video of him surface in the studio wilding out drunk saying nigga, nigga, nigga. Well, then, OK, maybe I feel different. But until then. I'm just I'm I'm not really worried. Uh, I, I'm more worried about supporting Tank and you know uh, getting male, black male R and B back out there. You know what I'm saying? And scalding those who are over sexualizing it. Then you know let Bruno do him. Do just do us. Worry about us. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at. Quite personally at this point in time. Y'all let me know what y'all think, though. Reach out to me on social media if you have a different opinion or if you agree with this episode. If you enjoyed it, let me know. Subscribe um, so you can get all the updates when um, episodes are coming. And I'm going to play y'all out. I'm going to play us out on Remy Ma since I brought it up earlier. Um, And I will catch y'all on the next episode. Bye.